empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jen Tringale. Thanks for joining me today, and I'm so thrilled that you are listening from wherever you might be. I have recently heard some hilarious stories from some of our listeners of where they listen to the podcast and how they squeeze it in here and there in the middle of life. And it's just wild. And I was sitting there listening to a few of these stories recently, laughing with some of our listeners. And I thought, man, I'm so glad I'm not the only one that just kind of sneaks it in when and where you can. So from wherever you are listening, welcome. And I'm so glad that you are joining me for the podcast today. We are in the first sort of quarter of a brand new year at the recording of this podcast. And that brings with it so many opportunities. And one of the things that I've heard a lot from people I'm connected with and even in conversations with friends and family is that it just feels like it's a time to get things started. That's pretty typical for the beginning of a new year, but this is even the beginning of a new decade. At the same time, I think there is a spiritual sense. I think there is a deeper sense that we're all collectively in this time where it's the beginning of things. It's the beginning of new things. And so when you find yourself in that spot, it immediately raises all kinds of questions. And so I want to speak to a little bit of this process today about being in this time of it being time for new things and how do you walk that out? Remember that Jesus told us in his word He said, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open, which shines the light on this process of walking this sort of time frame out because what he's telling us is that there is an instigating of things that is on our part. And most of us know this, probably we would quickly tell that to somebody else, but can we just pause and look at that a second? Because... When there is a sense of the timing for something, I think in our humanity, what we can sometimes do is just go, well, if it's the time for it, I sure hope it happens soon. And I'll just kick back and wait and see if it really does. I'll look for signs of it. I'll wait for somebody to show up. And what it does is it puts us in a posture of hesitancy. It definitely doesn't put us in motion because now we are simply waiting for what it is time for to happen to us. But this principle of life on earth that Jesus gave us wasn't just about our salvation experience. Seek me and you'll find me. Knock and the door will be open. It surely starts there. But it's a life principle that he's actually giving us the key to walking out his purpose for our life. He's basically saying, even when you sense it's the time for something, if you will instigate, if you will start seeking and start knocking, there will be answers that will find you. All of this points to the divine collaboration 
that is absolutely the process for what it is time for. So if you've been feeling like it's time for some things to start, for some beginnings in your life, but going, what does that even look like? And what is it even for? What is it the beginning of? Then kick back and maybe take some notes because I believe that God has some keys that's going to help us get things moving. First, I want to tell you a story that happened to me. This was quite a while ago, but I was sort of in a place where I felt like it was the time for some things. I think I was probably more so feeling like I knew the end of things I had been doing was totally upon me. And so if it's the end of some things, then it's the beginning of some new things and what. And I had an idea of maybe what those things were, but the landscape of my life did not show any signs of any of it. I just had no idea. And if I'm being honest, I think maybe without even stopping to acknowledge it and admit it, I really was sort of in a wait and see approach. Okay, God, if I'm feeling it's the end of some things, then it must be time for some new things. I have some vague ideas of what that might be, but God, where? Where and how and what? And I just don't know what to do. So on a particular day, I was feeling a particular higher level of frustration over this. I'm hoping some of you can relate. And sometimes higher levels of frustration when I don't know what to do next can result in some other good things like profusely cleaning my house. It's very effective for getting those closets cleaned out and getting every speck of laundry done. But on this particular day, my higher frustration levels pointed me outside. It was a beautiful day here in Nashville and we just got some incredible parks. And so I kind of just threw on my workout stuff and headed for the park. And I remember parking, getting out of my car and I thought, I am gonna power walk until I feel like I'm going to drop. I am going to just walk out. I'm so frustrated. I don't know what to do. And I'm just going to walk till I can't go anymore. And so I had taken off up this trail and I had brought my phone and my headphones. And so I turned on this podcast. Yes, I even listen to podcasts. And so I had turned on this podcast and it was a church that I'm connected with and they put their services on their podcast. So I was listening to this podcast. I think I had just randomly picked one, you know, that they had loaded. And so I'm listening to this and I take off up this trail and there was a fork in the road. And I knew that if I went to the right, that that trail wound up the highest peak in this park pretty high up. You could see way far over the city of Nashville, way up at the top. And I had only done it maybe once or twice because you had to hoof it to make it up there. And I just looked at that path to the right, you know, and I thought, oh, this is the day. I am going to work out. I'm going to take out my high level of frustration and angst on this mountain. I am going to, I'm going to hoof it up there. And so I start up you know, up this mountain and power walking this thing. And I'm listening to this message. And as I'm listening to this message and I'm 
taken out frustration on this hill, sort of internally, I'm just saying to God, like, God, what, what is it? What, what, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? What is the key? What, what is the next place for me to step? Because I can't see any ground to step on. And I learned a valuable lesson that day. As I continued to listen to that podcast and the message that was being preached, what came from that message was not direction on my next step. What came from that message was not, you know, a clarion call to just translate me out of this place that I was and call me to this next place that I was supposed to function or get involved with or do or be. But what came out of that message was revelation. It was light. It was understanding to my heart. And it totally broke that frustration and angst that I was under. I mean, snapped it like a twig. In fact, I remember as this revelation just started dawning on my heart and on my spirit, it was coming so alive. I was literally taking a turn, hoofing it, power walking up this mountain. And the frustration that had been sort of my engine compelling me and propelling me to power walk this thing, because that frustration just broke, I just dead stopped. It hit me so hard, you all, that I just remember like leaning over on my knees and going, oh, oh my word, oh my word, I can see now, I can see now. And I want to stop right here and I want to say this to you, that in a place where you're sensing it's time for things and it's a time for beginnings and all the questions that surround that, the first thing that you need is not direction, but revelation. You need revelation. Paul prayed this prayer over the Ephesians, and I talk about this a lot, but he prayed for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be upon them and that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. Here's why you need revelation and first before direction, because you need to know the why of things. You need to know the why of why you're going to step where you're about to step. You need the big picture. You don't just need a point A, point B, and point C. You need the why. And the reason that you need the why is so vast. It affects so much. But if I could just speak to the base level of why you need the why, it's because what God is doing is not just taking you on a journey to do things and fulfill purpose, But this journey is causing you to come into the fullness or to become everything he made you to be. The journey actually creates the process where we become or we we walk in is a way we say it a lot, who we actually are. Without the journey, without the process, without the revelation, then we cannot stand in the fullness of it, which means if God skipped the revelation part and you just had the direction part, you could show up at life's key moments in your destiny and purpose and be totally unprepared and unfitted. And so the revelation 
The enlightening of the understanding of the eyes of your heart is so important. So let me make this statement to you, and it might really help you where you're at right now. And that is this, what you are going through right now is temporary, but what you are becoming is permanent. What you are going through is temporary. The frustration, the angst, the feeling like you're in a tight spot, all of this is so temporary and it's all hingent on this process, this collaboration that we're in with God. But what you are becoming through that collaboration is permanent. In other words, once you grow those muscles, you always have those muscles to work from. Once you mature into certain things, then you always have that place to live out of and lead out of. Once you overcome things that have caused you to take two steps forward and three steps back in the past, once you overcome them, then you never have to look back again. You just keep going. So I realized that day that revelation had come to my heart. Now, this is so key, and it does lead us to direction, to next steps, to vision. So the revelation that I got that day was that things that it was time for in my life was not just a prophetic, God-ordained time that left me in a wait-and-see approach, but that God actually needed my collaboration my working with him in the earth to bring his will to pass. That's why the Bible tells us in the book of Matthew to pray, thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. This is why we get into certain times and seasons in our lives and we just have this knowing it's time for certain things. We get into those times and we know it's time. We know it's like, oh, wow, in the mind of God, it's time for this. This is done. The reason is because in heaven it is done. But now it must be done in the earth. His will that is already established and settled in heaven must be transferred into being established and settled in the earth or in your life. And this takes your partnership with him. So I want to give you some ways that I have learned to do this. And I'm basically going to call this how to get things moving. How to get things moving. Number one, we know there's things to hear. We just talked about that. There's revelation. What does this look like? You and I know this. It means carving out that space and time for you to be with God and treating it as sacred. When you have something that's sacred in your life, you guard and you protect it. There is a habit that you can establish where you choose what that sacred hour is going to be for you or sacred 30 minutes, whatever you have to start with, and then you guard and you protect that. It's like the finest dish that you have in your house. It's like your most expensive, you know, piece of clothing that you bought that you only wear on special occasions. Whatever it is, treat it as sacred because there are things for you to hear, and you're going to hear them when you get into habitual time of fellowshipping with God. Number one, there's things to hear. Number two, there's things to say. This is how that started for me when I came down off that mountain, which let me just tell you that after my former 
frustration engine gave out on me because revelation snapped it like a twig and I wasn't frustrated anymore. Oh my goodness, the joy, the joy of revelation, the joy of light at the end of the tunnel, the joy of going, God is trying to show me how this thing works became my new engine. And I made it to the top of that mountain. Thank you very much. But I got to tell you, it was so much more enjoyable doing it out of joy and excitement and the sense of hope and possibility rather than hoofing up that mountain because I was so frustrated and troubled on the inside. So there's things to say. I came down off that mountain and I realized that there were some things for me to say. There were some things for me to pray that I had to press into. And once I started hearing those things that I was hearing, then I needed to start saying them. I needed to get God's language in my mouth, that that was always going to be my first step into my collaboration with God. I was going to have to start saying some things. I was going to have to start declaring his word, even if it started with saying like, God, you said the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. My steps are ordered of the Lord. I know where to step next. Lord, I declare that doors are opening, right doors in this right time. And once I had those things that I'd heard, then I began to say them. And it wasn't that I just said them once. I got habitual. It became sacred to me that these are the things that I say. And what happened is once I started hearing and once I started saying, then this third thing began to take place. These are these three things that God gave me to get things moving or to get vision moving. This third thing took place, you all, where now there were things for me to obey. There were ideas and flashes of insight that started coming to me. And all of a sudden I realized the same thing keeps coming back to me. And maybe I need to take a step toward that. There were things for me to obey. I didn't understand why. It wasn't like, I think I'm supposed to do this and I know why. In fact, some of it seemed crazy. Some of it was just starting to ask questions or make a phone call or send an email, have a conversation, do some research, look into things, search things out on the internet. But there were some things for me to obey, even not totally understanding why. Sometimes it's more drastic than that. Sometimes it's like, you need to get up and I know you don't know why, but you need to go to that meeting. You need to go see that person. You need to be at that conference. You need to get with those individuals. There were some things for me to obey. All of this really can get summed up in just one phrase and it's what I call pulling the thread, pulling the thread. So usually this concept, it's an idiom that's used in the negative, which means don't pull that thread because if you pull the thread, you're only going to wind up with a bigger problem. How many of you remember mothers and grandmothers, you know, you'd have like a thread hanging off your sweater and they'd say, no, don't pull it. You know, if you pull it, you're going to rip the seam and then it's going to start coming apart. And so I remember my little Italian grandmother always seemed to have somehow so close in her reach at all times, those tiny little sewing scissors. And she would pull those out and she was always snipping threads off of us. But I'm talking about pulling the thread in a good way. Why? Because if you will start 
with the one thing that you have to obey him on, the one knowing that you've got, even though it seems so small, and hear me, it always starts so small. The potential of the big picture of what you think might be coming is so huge, but it starts with obeying something that is so small. And all I can say to you is pull the thread because when you pull the thread, it is true. It does make it bigger and you do wind up with more than you started with. When you pull the thread of obeying that small thing in your heart, vision gets bigger. First of all, when you move on something, when you act on something, you automatically get more involved and you get more committed to it and you start seeking out more about it. What starts out as the potential of something is now becoming more and more of your reality just because of the fact that you're moving toward it. Some of you probably have been thinking about, you know, maybe I'm supposed to go back to school. Maybe I feel like maybe I'm supposed to get this degree or I'm supposed to get this certification or I'm supposed to connect with this this organization. If you pull on the thread, if you seek more about it, more is going to come. It's true, pulling on the thread, the whole seam will come undone and whatever has been sewn up will unfold. Pulling a thread is like making a start. And there's a scripture in the New Testament that speaks to this. This is so interesting. It's found in Ephesians 2 and verse 10. And it says this, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works or for good works. Listen to this part. Which God before ordained that we should walk in them. Now, I looked up that word before ordained. It's actually two Greek words. But guess what it means? Before ordained means that it was fitted or sewn up in advance. Come on, this fits so good with this whole pulling the thread idea. God is saying that you were created in Christ Jesus. You were made for good works. You were made to fulfill a destiny. There were things that you were created to do. And these things that you were created to do or these new beginnings, this new start of things that you're sensing it's time for in your heart, God sewed them up for you in advance and he fitted you for them. So you could literally take the scripture and look at this and go, oh my word, these things are sewn up for me. I just need to pull the thread. I just need to get things moving. I need to create sacred space because there's things for me to hear. Out of that space of where I hear, there's going to come things to say. And once I start saying those things, sure enough, because he said, seek and you'll find, knock, the door will be open. There's going to be some knowings that come to me and there'll be things for me to obey. This works for getting vision moving. This works for getting answers to problems. This process works for relationships that are stuck, and it works for getting your destiny in motion. And as we close out this podcast, I just want to remind you of that statement we made in the beginning. 
that what you are going through right now is temporary, but what you are becoming is permanent or what is being formed in you through the process is permanent. I love that our life in God means that he's always taking us somewhere. He's always taking us from faith to faith, from strength to strength, and from glory to glory. I don't know about you, but I still say this is what I want to spend my life doing because the adventure is absolutely worth it. I'm releasing a second podcast this month, and it so absolutely fits just hand in hand like a puzzle piece with what we're talking about, pulling the thread, because it is the story of someone who literally just started pulling on a thread that has blown up so big. And when she started pulling on that thread, it looked completely different, like anything that was already on the landscape of her life. And now it's affected a city. It started to affect her whole state. And now it's about to affect other countries. And before you start thinking, well, this must be somebody that's just uber well-known or has loads of opportunity and loads of resources. And let me just tell you that this girl is in her early 20s and has never done anything like this before. But because she started pulling the thread, because she gave her yes Because when she heard, she started saying, and then she started obeying, God began to do the miraculous. Make sure that you listen to that podcast. I know that it's going to open some new possibilities up on the inside of you. I just want to pray this over you, that all these new things that you're sensing in your heart and that it's time for, that you are not stuck in a wait and see approach. Sometimes the most frustrating thing in life can be when you sense that something is supposed to be, but you can't do anything about it. And I really feel a strong desire in my heart to combat that mentality for believers maybe sensing, I just know it's time for this and it's the will of God, but I can't make this happen. It's not yours to make happen, but at the same time, you do have a part to play in it. But that journey is part of the relationship you have with God in and of itself. So you are not stuck. And I just speak that over you from wherever you're listening right now. You are not stuck. Things have not come to an end. You have not missed your boat. It's not too big and it's not impossible with God. All things are possible, but you have received an invitation to a divine collaboration with him. So I pray that on the other side of this podcast, that in the very near future, you find some time to start pulling on your thread and let unfold all of these things that God fitted you for and sewed up for you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We are so thankful for all of our listeners and our followers. If you haven't connected with us on social media, make sure you find me on Instagram and Facebook just for the purpose of being able to be a part of your journey and what God has called you to do. That's 
the cry of my heart. There is a mandate that the Lord gave me to be a voice to awaken destiny on the inside of people. And it's the joy of my life. And I thank you for this time to get to be a part of your journey with you. Have a great week, everybody. And I will see you back here next time. Bye-bye.